Brothers and sisters of the barbecue world, Cowboy Kev here welcoming you to another episode of Man Meat Barbecue with your host, Mikey K. Man Meat Barbecue is proudly sponsored by Fire and Smoke Barbecue. If you're looking for a new seasoning, head over to fireandsmokebbq.com. We ship nationwide or pick up a catering menu for those of you in the Chicago area. Also brought to you by Myron Mixon Smokers. If you're a caterer competition or just a backyard cooker, we have the smoker for you. Go check them out at MyronMixonSmokers.com. And now, here is your host, Mikey K. What's up, guys? So we are hanging out with Willie's Barbecue, or or if you're on Instagram, it's Willie's underscore BBQ, just so you can find it, uh, make your life super easy. Um, you are out of the lovely Los Angeles, California area, and you are doing some badass barbecue. You have some some really nice, beautiful pits that I really want to talk about because uh, you're kind of doing. You, you got a Santa Maria, which is that thing looks beautiful. If you're on his Instagram, you can see all these beautiful photos. But uh, man, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show, hanging out with us, and uh, about to chat some good barbecue. So, man, thank you so much, and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Man, thank you for having me. Uh, super privilege. Um, a little bit about myself. Um, I'm from Los Angeles, California. Man, um, I've been I've been grilling since I was a kid. Um, you know, um, my dad, he comes from Indonesia, from the islands. And, okay. um, you know, the, the way they cooked back then was with uh, coconut shells that they used as charcoal. And they would, you know, cook in pits. They'd wrap the food in banana leaves and things of that nature. So he always instilled cooking in me. So, you know, when people say, oh, tell me a little bit about about yourself. And I, I go to barbecue is because that's just what's what's in me as a kid. Um, you know, I like to a um, little, little bit more about myself, man. I just like the leisure. I love leisure. Um, you know, obviously, I love work as well, but I love leisure and um, it's family not too that's not not too much about me <laughs> and barbecue kind of it barbecues work but there is a little bit of leisure in it um and that's like one of the things that i i always talk about you know when you're doing catering you're doing all this stuff man depending on what you're cooking that day uh, some mm. of it is hurry up and wait yeah you know what definitely. i mean like especially like like we do a lot of like we do a lot of briskets and a lot of pork shoulders well mm -hmm. you know I'm not starting to cook most of my sides as soon as I put my brisket on. You know right, what I mean? Right. So it's a lot of it. A lot of it is like, well, let's get the brisket on. Let's wait a couple hours. And exactly. then, let's, then let's start really working. You know what I mean? And then, and then it does become a little bit of that hectic where it's like, man, maybe we should have started right at the beginning, but it's like, no, yeah, maybe then, we should start earlier. <laughs> yeah. But, but then I feel like if you start earlier, everything doesn't come out right. You know what I mean? Then she yeah. gets too much of a rest, and it's like, especially like mac and cheese, you can't rest mac and cheese for that long, or you can't hold it at temperature for super long, otherwise it kind of, you know, it doesn't, the cheese doesn't doesn't hang out as good, so it just yeah. kind of depends. Mm -hmm. um, now, when you were looking for some pits, what what did you kind of look for? Oh, uh, man, I, I always, I always loved the way um, they did barbecue down south um like you know rodney scott yep um i love that pit barbecue so when i saw that 
he was cooking over coals, burned down coals. I was like, you know what? I want to that that's that's what I want to go. That's what I want to do. That's that's the direction I want to take. But, you know, obviously I I didn't have no room for a pit like that out out here in L.A. So I'm yeah. like, OK, we're going to have to uh, to to re remap this. So then um, I got into um uh, Santa Maria style barbecue because I wanted something to where I wanted to do something to where it's native for me. You know, I'm from California yep. and I, I didn't want to try to emulate uh, a Texas style or down south style because I'm not from there. I've never been there. I'm not from there. I love it, but I want to do something that's native for me. So uh, when I um, when I got into Santa Maria style barbecue, I'm like, this is pretty uh, this is a pretty natural way of cooking. I mean, it's the same concept. You're burning down coals. And obviously, you're not going low and slow. But for me, what mattered most was the wood. You're burning down coals for the flavor, the labor behind the cooking. So, um, yeah, that's 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 what I gravitated towards. I mean, obviously, I've had Weber kettles and stuff to where I would do offset cooking. But um, that for me was like, that's cool and all. But I wanted to create an experience. And I feel like when I take my Santa Maria unit to different events or caterings, I feel like it's like it's like a whole experience I'm creating for the people. We're, I'm just not feeding you, but I'm creating an atmosphere. I'm creating a vibe. And for anyone that doesn't understand a Santa Maria pit, the way you kind of um, it, it, it there's coals on the bottom, and then the rack raises and hot, you know, goes up and down depending on temperature that you that you would like or how close you would like to be to your coals. Um, so it's a very, very versatile pit. You can do so much with it because if you raise it all the way up and your coals are burnt down nicely, you can you can cook kind of a little bit lower and slower. Um, mm -hmm. But if you want to sear some tri-tips, man, you can drop that shit down, have those coals yeah. going, and, and, and the sear is going to come out beautifully. Yeah, definitely. I mean, definitely. You can throw, I mean, you can throw real wood or, you know have have wood chunks burning completely in there um mm -hmm. full full splits burning and and really get that nice that nice um you know wood fire kissed flavor out of it and then you get you kind of get all this beautiful uh drippings hitting the coals and then smoldering up and that gives a yeah. whole another you know whole another level of flavoring to it exactly i think exactly. it's a very very cool way to cook um and it's it's in a way, I think it's almost kind of an underrated way to cook because there's not many people that that cook that way. Yeah, I agree, and and that's that's what um that's what I ended up like really really loving about it too is that it's something it, it's weird you know in California that's that's California style of barbecue but yeah like you said it, it's so it's underrated it's it's unique even though it's native. <laughs> yeah, because I I mm -hmm. feel like it. It, it it does take a it does take a good amount of skill because you yeah. can't really look at a at a temperature gauge and be like okay cool well my rack's hanging out here so I'm gonna guess it's you know or like look, look at the temperature gauge and it's like okay cool well, the the temperature gauge is telling me it's two twenty five or two seventy five or three fifty it's just I mean you don't really have a temperature gauge yeah there's no temperature gauge and and it's funny man it's like you know, with, with when when using pits and stuff and offset smokers, it's like, you know, the saying goes, if if you're looking, you ain't cooking. But with the Santa Maria, you have to look because that shit will burn. And if yeah. you don't adjust temperatures as you go 
and or the different hot spots of where you know there's more wood or more embers going yeah you have to look you have to pay attention well, to i mean it. it's uncovered completely so you're, you're looking the whole time <laughs> yeah, so you're yeah, looking yeah, at yeah exactly <laughs> right exactly and I, yep, I, yep. do you think that like and, and giving your opinion on this i uh and i kind of feel like it may not have been a way of it may not have been a way of adapted cooking because of the weather that other people have, you know, in other parts of the country aren't exactly perfect like they are in LA for it or in, in most of California. You know what I'm saying? Like you got San yeah. Diego. I mean, shit, it only rains three days a year. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean, so you, mm-hmm. you have that beautiful weather all the time. So you don't have to worry about it raining because you can't cook when it rains. Mm hmm. So that's true. I, um, I wonder if that's kind of. I wonder if that's kind of why it, it it's had a hard time leaving California. Yeah, I, I, I would. I would definitely agree. Um, you know, the you, you need to have great weather to be able to cook like this open air grilling. You know, it can't be super windy. Obviously, it can't be wet. Um, so yeah, I, I I would definitely agree with that that statement. That you know, not other parts of the the, the states. Might just might not be able to to do it just because of weather limitations. Yeah, and I, I mean mm-hmm. that's the that's the hard part. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like with it, with we- weather kind of um, limiting <laughs> what what you're doing. It 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 kind of it, it's rough. Like out here, like dude, I can't cook. I can't cook on that half the year. Right, exactly. If it's snowed in, right? If it's snowed in or if it I mean if it's 40 degrees outside, oh, it's, yeah. it's going to be a <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's going to I'm going to burn through some fuel to cook that shit. You know what I mean? Right, I'm going to exactly. get some uneven cooking out of it just cuz the tops mm-hmm. are going to be, you know, cooling off so fast and then mm-hmm. the bottom's going to be getting hit with this heat. It's not going to it's not going to go around as nice as it should. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And now you had a you 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 have a custom trailer that got built for this, correct? Uh, no, I, I yeah. Well, my uh, my Santa Maria grill um, was custom built um, by Danny out in Pasadena, Red Beard Smokers. Okay. Um, he built yeah he built it for me to the specifications I wanted, and then um, I use another trailer from uh, one of my uh, one of my friends. His name is Logan of Meathead Barbecue LA. Um, when I want to do bigger stuff, because his his um his trailer is a lot bigger than mine. So is his the one with need... the uh, with the um stick burner on it too? Is that his? Yeah, yeah, that's his fan, is the one that's with a the stick fan, burner. That's a really cool trailer. So oh, yeah, that one is it, that one is dope. It, well, what what we're looking at and what he kind of gets to use, um, and it's good to have friends, right? It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's good yeah. to have barbecue friends, but mm-hmm. um, you got you got a stick burner on one side, and then right to the back of it, you have that Santa Maria. Now, have you ever noticed if if you're cranking that Santa Maria and that stick burner, do you ever have a problem keeping the temp a little bit lower inside that um inside that stick burner just because it's so close? Like do you ever get that crossover heat or no? No, not at all actually. Not okay. at all. Not not that I've experienced, yeah. Yeah, not at all. Um if anything, uh, you know, that stick burner is pretty big, so if anything the the, the the radiant heat from the Santa Maria will help <laughs> keep this thick burner going. Okay. <laughs> you know, 
So, uh, but yeah, never, yeah, never had any um, conflict using both of them at the same time. I just didn't know, you know what I mean? Like, because they're close, so I didn't know if yeah, they're really close. Created created maybe like little hot spots in the back, or or if you had any problems. But if you're not having any problems, that's fantastic. Um, Yeah. Because I mean that that trailer looks super cool. It looks like a lot of fun to (laughs) cook on. Yeah, it's. It's super fun to cook on it. You know, I'm 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 very grateful. Like you said, I have barbecue friends, and um, you know, it's it's just it's a dope rig to cook on. Um, uh, I I take my um my smaller Santa Maria unit, which is still pretty big. It's it's like four feet by three and a half feet, and it's like four or five hundred pounds. So yeah. <laughs> I like to take take that thing. You know, um, small when I when small I can. In comparison to that trailer, you know what I mean, like. It, yeah, it, yeah. It, in comparison, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to put it. In comparison to the trailer, yeah. Because I, I think it's so funny when I talk to I talk to a lot of people about barbecue, and they're like, "Well, what size your pit?" And I'm like, "Well, I'm like right now, you know, we're cooking on the 48. I'm like, it's not the biggest uh-huh. one, you know. It's only like it's it's like 800 pounds. Um, <laughs> I'm like, but we're gonna get a bigger pit. And everyone's right, like, right. What? What? Like yeah, what are you talking bigger? about? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, I I think if they just don't they don't see like what we see, like it, yeah. you're in the industry and you're cooking this stuff. It's like man, I need real estate. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I need efficiency because I mean I'm 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 pretty sure this happens to every barbecue dude. It's like once you once you order a unit, the second you have it, you already outgrew it. Unless you go super big, yeah. Unless, unless it's like, like a like it's like a thousand gallon smoke round thing, yeah. you can outgrow that. You know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Franklin's fucking running like six. Of oh them. yeah, oh yeah, you know yeah. I mean? Never, so, never mind. I take that back. Yeah. <laughs> I think it. I think it's one of those things where yeah, and and it's uh, the worst is like you're always like, man, I wish I had like two more feet. Yeah, exactly. I just need like, a little. I need a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean that I'm telling you, man. That's that's what happened when I first when I first picked up my Santa Maria unit uh, from Redbeard Smokers. Um, you know, I, I had an event that weekend, and I ended up. I think I ended up cooking about like 120 pounds of chicken, um, 30 racks of ribs, and um, about 20 or 25 pounds of tri-tip. And I was like. Dang, I mean, I can I can cook about fifty pounds of meat at once, but okay, I'm gonna have to do this in rotations. Like, yeah, this is this is too small. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I should have just I should have just got the eight feet by six foot one. Like, <laughs> you know, so it, yeah, it's you know, crazy, it's man. Like it's when crazy. You're looking at it, you're like, man, this is gonna be big enough. Yeah, this is fucking huge. This is great. Like, this is great. Yeah, this you start convincing you start convincing yourself. Yeah, and then you start putting meat on it, and you're like. Fuck! I need more. Fuck yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, when you do exactly. your ribs, when you do your ribs on your Santa Maria, do you start them in the smoker and then move them over so that they get flame kissed, or do you do them straight on the Santa Maria? I do them straight on the Santa Maria. Man, dude, I love that. I, I fuck yeah, love like that. it's man, dude. The texture, like now, for me, for you know, everybody has their own preferences of the rib texture and for me i like i like to still have that bite to where i can yeah. get a clean bite but i don't want it to fall off the bone because if i want it to fall off the bone then i'm gonna just eat some pulled pork yeah you know so uh man the 
when when you get it dialed in and you get the you get the temperatures right or the the timing right for each flip and how long yeah. they go for, man, it's it's so good, dude. Like that, I, I just love doing Santa Maria ribs. It's, it's about a three and a half hour cook, um, couple flips, and yeah, dude, like it's it's definitely it, a hotter and faster cook, and um, yeah, it's it is. I I have a um. I have a Santa Maria kind of attachment for my my fire pit, right? Mm-hmm. Nice. So I don't have as much control as I would like because, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, you can only go up so high and only go down so low. Um, yeah. The going down low is fine. It's the going – like sometimes I wish I was a couple inches higher right? because right. they get a little too warm. Which is I, I get it. I, I should probably just burn down the coals a little bit more, and then it'll be okay. But I sometimes mm-hmm. am impatient when I'm cooking for myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I don't use it commercially, obviously. So, uh, right. but that's the one thing that I kind of want to get. I want to get a Santa Marie style cooker because you can do so many cool things, and and ribs on them, in particularly, I love. Because it gives them a different, like you said, it gives a little bit different of a texture that mm-hmm. that muscle almost tenses up a little bit more because yeah. it's, it's over that open, fl- over that direct heat source right away. And it mm-hmm. gives it like, almost like a grilled char finish. Yeah, exactly. Which is different than a smoked rib, right? Right, yeah. And... But you still have that fantastic flavor. You still have it, it's. I mean, it's a different. It's a Santa Maria style rib. It's not. It's no longer. Uh, you know, a Tennessee smoked rib, which is I, I'm right. totally fine with. It's just a different. I mean, it's a different way of cooking it. It's just like yeah. I like. I like an Asian sticky rib. That doesn't mean I'm gonna mm-hmm. make it. But <laughs> you know right, what I mean? Like right. I'm not gonna call that barbecue. I'm not gonna be like, here's my Asian sticky rib barbecue that I boiled. That's exactly. I don't do that, but I do like Asian sticky ribs. They're fucking fantastic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's just a different, different type of food you're creating. Right. And Mm -hmm. I feel like the Santa Maria, it's just, it it has so many cool things, but yet it hasn't been embraced as much as it should have because the ribs are fantastic. The tri-tip's awesome. Um, we were in Hawaii, and there was actually a Santa Maria-style barbecue joint, and we were there oh, with a sure. bunch of people, and the guys mm-hmm. were from, like, I think they were from L.A. or somewhere around L.A., and mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, dude. Like, the guy ended up coming out and talking to me, and I, I got to chat with him a little bit, and a couple of people that I was with, they were like, man, this isn't, like, real barbecue. I'm like, it's Santa Maria. I'm like, it's Santa Maria-style barbecue. It, it's completely real barbecue. It's just mm-hmm. not something you're... I'm like, I'm like, you hear the word barbecue, and right away you forget every other word that's around it. You just go to whatever you think is actually barbecue, and exactly, you don't think about like the way that they're cooking it. I'm like, and they had a huge ass Santa Maria style pit in the back that I got to play with, which was I, you know, like a kid in a candy store at that point. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> and you know, they were making chicken. Um, they were doing a bunch of stuff, and like one of my favorite things to do on those pits is spatchcocking chickens. Oh, dude, man! Right? I'm glad you said that. I love doing that. 
you do that, you lay that bird out nicely. You you let it get mm-hmm. that, you let it kind of heat up, heat up, heat up. Flip it over so that 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 skin chars out a little bit. Not not like overly charred, but chars out a little bit. Gets nice and crunchy. Keeps keeps yeah. those juices and adds all that all that like all the all the fat from the skin kind of you know drops down and hits those ash. All that smoke kind of starts coming up. And, and it just puts in so much flavor a into the air b into the chicken yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. and then and then it's just like you know like i said earlier it's it's, it's really cool to see i mean you create an experiment uh, yeah. experience it's a vibe like it's a it's an atmosphere that you're creating and and that was going to be you like know, my visually like when you when you when you're cooking on site for people yeah dude, i love cooking on site for people way better you're you can't tell me that all of them aren't like salivating and being like holy shit that's gonna be the best meal i've ever had yeah they, they visually see the meat obviously they smell it and it, it just and like you said you know not many people recognize it so when they see this grill this big ass grill with the wheel on it and it's going up and down like you know it's it's dope it's like an amusement park for me it's like yeah well because when i when i first seen it i said wow like that's it right there that that's it you're burning down coals is what i wanted to do that, oh, do more you- more open air grilling do yeah. you start with start with full uh, splits and then burn them down, or do you start with the charcoal base? Um, it depends. It honestly depends. Um, time wise, doing the like, yeah, time have, wise, yeah. yeah. I get you. Yeah, and and, and also um, sometimes you know factoring it into the budget. You know, if I can, if I can factor, you know, because those things are, are fuel hungry. So. Oh, you know, yeah. obviously, if I could, yeah, if I can factor, you know, how many bags of wood that I need into the budget, then yeah, you know, I'll go ahead and do that. But if not, then I'll start with a, a lump charcoal base and then throw a couple splits on there. But um, but yeah, if I if I can do, yeah, full full on splits. But mind you, when I was doing when I first started and I was doing a hundred percent full on splits, I was to to do this to fully light the Santa Maria was I was using maybe maybe honestly like four four different sections of eight logs so like 32 splits Ooh. yeah you, and, you are burning <laughs> some wood yeah so you know when 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 i started learning little tricks and stuff here and there, i was like, okay let me start with a, a lump charcoal base and then throw a couple splits on and you know you sometimes yep. you got to work around it man because yeah burning 20 25 30 splits at once nah man some sometimes that's not it's just not economically feasible just to get <laughs> just to get your charcoal base yeah you know just to mean? get like, started just to and get then, that base going yeah and then you're constantly feeding that right there so and then you got to feed yeah, the these beast. things are yeah yep these things are hungry man <laughs> you gotta feed that beast you gotta keep it going now <laughs> exactly what do you when you're buying wood are you were you buying face cords or did you have to kind of go because i know you said bags did you did you have to buy like chunks of bags not chunks but you can you can buy buy splits in bags too also yeah buying splits in bags just because i i didn't have the um the, the space to store like yeah. a whole cord yeah so yeah i had to i had to buy bags what does a cord cost out and there would, um you know? I'm not even sure to be honest, man. I haven't checked in a really long time because um, I was just used to buying bags all the time. Because when I saw when I first started, and I saw like how much a cord was, like how much the quantity, I yeah. said, "Oh, dude, I ain't got. I'm not. I, I don't have room for that. So <laughs> I'm not even gonna look at it. Let me just get the bags I need." 
but out here in California, bags range from like 14 to 25-ish a bag. Mm. And it, it, the bag is about, they, they, they say it's about 40 pounds okay. for one bag. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh... Now, what kind of wood do you like cooking over? Uh, I like cooking over oak, of course. It's native to California. Um, I like cooking over mesquite, too. Mesquite burns really, really hot. And in my experience, it, it lasts, too. Um, the, the, the life of the mesquite wood burning, uh, after it turns into coals, it lasts a pretty long time. So um, I love doing a mesquite oak. And the nice thing, I mean, the nice thing with you cooking over mesquite is it's getting the, a, a way more than enough oxygen to burn cleanly. Exactly. And yeah, not, I don't have to worry about dirty smoke. Yep. Because that's a lot. Of, that's mm. a lot of the problem. Is so many people are like, oh, I'm going to use mesquite, but then it puts out such a heavy smoke if it doesn't have a ton of oxygen. And mm-hmm. a lot of these guys are cutting down their pits because they're like, I can't have it run 400 degrees. Right. You know, exactly. and that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it it works perfectly in the Santa Maria uh, using yeah. mesquite. Um, yeah, it works. It works great. Um, I I never had any issues with it. Um, obviously, different a little a little bolder flavor profile, but um, nothing nothing bad or nothing like nothing oh, insane. Yeah, yeah, nothing insane exactly. Now, when you first kind of started cooking on that Santa Maria, how was? Because like we said, there's no temperature gauges. You're you're kind of you're raising your you're lowering to to make make sure your heat is where where it needs to be. Um, as your coals burn down, you probably lower it a little bit so so it gets a little bit closer to that fire. Um, yeah. How was that learning curve? <laughs> um, it was uh, when uh, you know obviously cooking cooking easier things like chicken was easier. Uh, the learning curve wasn't that big. Um, steaks a little bit just to find the sweet spot for the sears and then yeah. for the quote unquote indirect when you just raise it up a little higher um but the, the the biggest learning curve was the ribs um just because i didn't know like like you said there's no temperature gauge um i honestly when i when i first threw a rib on there i didn't know what was going to happen all i know is that i wanted is that when i started poking the rib uh, with the temperature gauge, not to check the temp, but to check the, the texture. Yeah. I just, yeah, the tenderness, I just wanted a buttery feel and I would just cook them. I just cooked it until it started feeling like butter and obviously turning, turning and flipping when needed. So, you know, one side doesn't char up too much. Um, and then, so that was the biggest learning curve curve just because of the time frame. Cause I knew it was going to take more than two to three hours. Yeah. Cause I was going to say, that's one of the hardest things is, um, is not charring the under underbelly of that rib or charring the top of that rib too much. You want yeah. a little bit of a, a char kiss, but you don't want, you know, you don't, you don't want it over, overdone. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's so, kind of yeah. the hard part. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was man. So, but, um, once, yeah, once I got that learning curve, it, it was pretty much, um, it was pretty much dialed in. Like it was, um, like for, for, for every ribs that I do, it's it's usually about a three to at the most a four hour cook, and um, yeah, like um, after that, yeah, it was dialed in, man. Like I had I had like it's just it's just easy now. It's like automatic. <laughs> so, how's 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 the barbecue game in LA, man? Man, it's uh it's growing, man. There's so many people out here that are that have great. 
barbecue companies, great businesses. They putting out great food, man. Like it's it's really it's really growing. Like it's 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 emerging out of the underground scene, and now people have you know commercial kitchens and they're doing pop ups every week, um, opening you know brick and mortars. Um, so it, it's definitely growing, man. Um, I like it. I like what I see. Like it's it's like honestly, I just go on Instagram and it's like I'll find a new barbecue dude like once every two weeks and it's like whoa like this dude just is like 15 miles away like let me go see what he's about and you know create those relationships and yeah it's it's, it's i think it, i think it's growing man it's it's booming for reals yeah no it, i think it really is and i i think mm-hmm. it's um i think california in general the barbecue scene is exploding out there yeah um it, it's I think there's a lot of lot of dudes doing what you're doing with the uh, Santa Maria. There's a lot of mm-hmm. dudes doing, you know, even Texas low and slow. Um, mm-hmm. There's dudes cooking hot and fast. There's dudes doing, you know, there. It's just a bunch of different barbecue, and it's all melting together. And one of the things I think is really cool that is happening out in California is there's a lot of um hispanic flavors that are being pulled into it uh oh and, yeah and kind of obviously you know barbacoa is huge in mexico and that that's like you know that's kind of their version of, of of um barbecue right every culture has their own yeah. version right you you know mm-hmm. you were talking about your dad and them cooking over uh coconut um basically coconut shells and rinds and they 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 burn that down and they make that the charcoal and there's a lot of companies mm-hmm. that are making coconut charcoal. You know what I mean? Yeah, because exactly. It, it burns. It burns really clean, and mm-hmm. it it works fantastic. So mm-hmm. every culture has their own little. You know, they're all, every culture started cooking over fire. You know what I mean? It just, it's just yeah. That's how. You know what I mean? Yeah, that that that's that's the test of the time right there. That's what I always tell people. That's that I'm, we're just cooking how you know our ancestors did. Yeah, we're bringing mm-hmm. new flavors maybe to it. And we're merging yeah. flavors with what we used to do, which is why mm-hmm. I think it's cool. Why I think there's so many um, cool things out in California because there's there's almost like no rules. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's kind of the same thing in Chicago, where like people will talk to me and they're like, "Well, you know, what kind of barbecue do you cook?" I'm like, "Whatever kind of barbecue I fucking want." I feel like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like because exactly. there's no rules here. Like yeah. in, in that sense, like I don't have to play. Like if I was opening up. A place in you know Austin, Texas. I have to play kind of the Central Texas barbecue game, otherwise mm-hmm. people are gonna look at you and be like, "Well, you're not Texas barbecue. Why are you here?" Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's hard to bring California or Cal- Carolina barbecue to Texas. There's not yeah. a whole huge amount of people that want that shit. But right. when you're in a place that doesn't have rules, mm-hmm. man, dude, we can cook some badass shit. <laughs> yeah yeah like man that's that's a great way to put it man because yeah california is you know super open obviously to everything so yeah. you know for for you know some of my friends that do that are native to los angeles but they do texas style barbecue that's welcome and they do and and i think they're doing a great job i've had their food before and it's like this is really good yeah. so and I, and that's okay out here it's you know it, it's it's welcomed so but yeah, like you said, you know, maybe if you headed to Texas or down south somewhere and, you know, they're they're kind of more, I guess, a little more prideful, like, nah, that's not Texas or that's not Carolina. So 
Nah. Well, it, it's just hard. <laughs> like, it'd be you know, there are people that will open up, you know, Texas-style barbecue in Carolina, and, and they do, they do mm-hmm. still, don't, don't tell me wrong, I can't say that they do bad, because I don't know. Right. But I'm sure there is a little bit of struggle at first to kind of get the customer to understand that they're not going to go in there and get Carolina-style barbecue or, yeah. you know, Kansas City-style barbecue. I, there's a place up here that does Kansas City-style barbecue. You know what I mean? That, that's what he does, and that's what he mm-hmm. likes. And I'm like, dude, that's fantastic. And he's like, man, he's like, you're yeah. not Kansas City-style barbecue at all. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm like, I kind of break myself down in the sense that – um. When when we do brisket, we go to Texas. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. When we do <laughs> yeah. um, when we do pork, we we kind of go to Tennessee and in uh, Kansas City, depending on you know mm-hmm. who you ask. Because uh, mm-hmm. our, our pork right. does have a little bit more of a kick to it, and then some. Sometimes we do we do this pulled pork mac and cheese that we put sauce on top of, and our sauce is a little bit sweeter, so that brings you kind of to the Kansas City side, right? Uh, right, right. You know what I mean? Our our chickens, our chicken and ribs are totally like Tennessee dry rub. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. Right. I, it's just kind of it's just kind of how we are. Mm-hmm. And then I agree. When I agree. Do, and, that, and, that's, and that's hog, great. When I do whole hog, then it's totally Carolina style whole hog. Right. <laughs> that right. are like Georgia boy, whole, Georgia boys whole hog, because that's just kind of mm-hmm. who we are. And it, it, right. it it's just the it's the stuff that I I, I kind of. I guess cherry pick to make my own style. And yeah, exactly. And then, and and it's your right. You have you have the right to cook whatever you want, whatever style you want. And if you're doing good, you're doing good. Like why, you know, why question it or why be mad at somebody? And then I and then I steal tri tip from you boys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Because tri tip that that's the other thing, dude. Tri tip out here is hard. It's hard to yeah. get. There's not many places that carry it. Hmm. Some of the places that do carry it, um, they'll either carry it under a different name um, or they're carrying at prices that I'm like, seriously? Like, right, I got right. friends in California that would laugh at me to pay this. Right, right. I mean, what's tri-tip a pound by you guys right now? Uh, it ranges. Uh, you know, USDA choice probably go around six bucks a pound. Um Prime, I pay about nine to ten dollars a pound. Um, well, what, what are they hitting you for over there? Sometimes? Like USDA Choice is probably fourteen. Wow, that's and crazy. then Prime will probably be around like twenty. Damn, nineteen or twenty. Just depends. Yeah, that's that 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 that's 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 crazy, man. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. a lot. <laughs> I got one guy that'll Ooh. get a, get 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 me Choice for about nine dollars a pound. Wow, like eight ninety nine. Seven ninety nine if he's being nice. Damn. Yeah. That, it, that hurts. Yeah, it, it does, man. And but and then every once in a while I can get some wagyu too. Um, mm-hmm. And then that's a little bit, you know, that's already inflated because it's wagyu. But yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like on the regular, it, it it's not. I mean, it's not horrible because you're still like, I I don't we don't we normally don't do. Um, tri-tip for commercial we do mm-hmm. it i just do it kind of at home and it, well you know when friends and family are over friends want to hang out so yeah you know, a, a 25 30 tri-tip for four people to eat dinner right when you when you break it down that's not bad at all no when you break it down i mean you you can barely go to mcdonald's for that 
Right, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm going to get a exactly. shitty-ass burger there. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'll take my good try tip. That's right. But it, it, it's just crazy how, like, it's tri-tip still hasn't gotten all the way over here. Despite how Dang. many dudes are cooking tri-tip over by you. I mean, tri-tips are, I mean, you ask anybody from California, hey, you got tri-tip? Yeah, yeah, I know exactly. Like, you know. They're going to give you, like, some kind of way of cooking it. Because right, it's been so right, popular, right. popularized over by you guys. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, it has. But, it, you know, but it's still funny, though, because, um, you know, when when I do pop-ups and stuff, and obviously I serve tri-tip, you know, a lot of people, they, they gravitate more towards it. And, you know, at one point I asked them why. I was like, why, you know, why are you gravitating towards the tri-tip? I just want to know. And it's funny because they're like, because we can't really get this anywhere. There's no real restaurant that serves, you know, Santa Maria tri-tip or grill tri-tip, whatever. So when we see tri-tip, see that, yeah. we get it. Mm-hmm. And um, and yeah, I didn't notice that, man. I You know, every time I went to a restaurant, whether it was a big restaurant, Cheesecake Factory or something or uh, Yard House, whatever, um, I would look on the menu. I'm like, yeah, you can't get tri-tip here. Then I would go to a mom and pop spot. You can't get no tri-tip here. So it's like. Even though it's native to us, it's not the easiest thing to get either. But unless you're going to cook it by yourself, do you think it could be because it's not easy to hold? Yeah, I would. I would definitely agree with that. It's not the easiest thing to hold. It, it's it's more of a you grill it, let it rest for a minute, then it has to be sold. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's one of those things. Like mm-hmm. it's like let's get it done and move it. Move yeah, it. but it's not like a steak. Where you can hold it cold and right. sear to order. Right, exactly. You know, exactly. and I think maybe with, and people are going to hate me for saying this, but I'm going to say it anyways. Um, maybe with sous vide. Yeah, that's I, gonna, man, I was just going to say that. That's going to be the key <laughs> that, that more places are going to be able to hold it for longer. Because you can hold it in a sous vide, you know, in a water bath at, 135 degrees mm-hmm. or 145 degrees if you want to be health department safe but 130 degrees right. would also be health department safe for that many hours you'd be perfectly mm-hmm. fine you're killing everything and then you know when and then sear it and then just sear the hell out of it over some coals yeah. and um, you know I, honestly I thought about doing that but I don't know man like I'm pretty sure it'll be good, but it's it just... It is. I'll tell you it's good. Not oh, it's lie. good? Okay. I've, so... I've, made, I've made some tri-tips on the, in the water bath, but the, the thing that I do um, is I like to, you know, pack tons of flavor in that bag with butter. Right, right. You know what I mean? And, ah, and put okay. it in there. So it, it's it's basically basting itself with, with garlic, butter, and a bunch of seasonings. <laughs> Right, right. Okay. You know what? I'm going to have to try that because I, you know, like I said, I, I was thinking about it, um, but I'm going to try it for personal use first. And, um, but then the, the other part of me that doesn't want to do that for like, you know, no, pop-ups or something. You should it's not. Just, it, no. Yeah. It just way I too can't do it. Putting that thing on that Santa Maria and letting her go. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, like I said, I, I, you know, it, it's for me, it's not just a pop-up. It's an, it's an experience. It's that an I event. Create. It's a, yeah. It's an event. So yeah, you know, people that that's what they're paying for, man, to see the meat on the grill over some fire. <laughs> now here here's gonna be the, the real argument question. 
what do you consider to be a perfectly done tri-tip? Um, I would say 130. Okay, 130, 135-ish? Like nice, yeah, 130, nice 135. Medium, medium rare? Yeah, right around there. Um, anything over? No. Anything under? No. See, I feel like but, I feel like you need to be closer to that medium, right? Uh-huh. I feel like tri-tip gets too chewy if you go super mm-hmm. rare. Then you're just like really like just kind of chewing at it. And if you go way over, then it's just, I mean, you know, you're way over. <laughs> Nobody yeah, now, wants now that. that now that I'll agree with you. If it's super rare, that yeah, that it, it's chewy. So what I what I usually do, yeah, I just I take it up to about one thirty, one thirty five, like you said, and then I'll hold it for a little bit, let it rest. And usually, when I'm holding it for about fifteen twenty minutes in the hot box, it you know it's still it still cooks you know, itself uh, up to probably like one forty. Yeah. Right, because so it has I, that five degree swing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, and then. Um, yeah, but other than that, man, yeah, anything less than that, nah, it, 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 it is chewy. It's, it, it's not that, for me at least, it's not that pretty. But it's crazy because I've, I've served, I've had customers that will literally tell me, I want the bloodiest part. See, I, I like that on a steak, but I think the tri-tip mm-hmm. just, it doesn't lend itself to being that rare. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. Yeah, because I can, I can do it on a steak. I can eat a rare steak. And enjoy it, but with the tri-tip, yeah, if it's like 125, 127, nah, I can't do it. No, it's just it <laughs> does, it's it. just chewy. And then yeah. you're like sitting there trying to cut it up. <laughs> and mm-hmm. Like to like I know I've I've messed up some tri-tips, I won't lie. You know, gone rare with them because at first oh, yeah. I was like, oh dude, yeah, it's just like a steak. Like we're gonna make it rare, it's gonna be great. And then you sit right. there and you nod and, and then you like <laughs> then you start to learn. You're like, well, let's cook it a little longer, let's see what the fuck happens cook it a little longer mm-hmm. and it just it, it it's still that nice beautiful juiciness and i don't know there's something about grabbing that tri-tip and just slicing it up and then grabbing a piece that that is that perfect tenderness mm-hmm. and to me it's better than yeah. steak it really is now what kind of steak <laughs> oh man that's a good question see i'm a big i'm a big ribeye fan Okay, you're a big ribeye fan. Okay, yeah. okay. I'm a big uh, porterhouse. Okay, okay. Yeah. See, so, I, but so. See that tri tip so one. good, but I, I think it could also be. Don't forget, you get tri tip more than I do. So that's true. My that's true. my lack of getting it makes me want it more. You know what I mean? Right. Like yeah. it, it's almost like that Absolutely. superficial like, um, almost like that need without you know. I create my own need. <laughs> right, right, right. You know right. what I mean? Like, I create my own supply, my own demand in my head. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, I agree with you. I... So, when you, you started, when did you start doing pop ups? Um, I started almost two years ago. I and started doing pop ups. What made you want to go down that crazy fucking route? One more time, please. Say I that. Said, what made you want to go down that crazy fucking route? Man, um, now I was it's a uh, lot of work. We, well, I do pop ups pretty much for a living too, and man, it is mm-hmm. it is a we we do a lot of work. We we yeah, set up, we break down. You know what I mean? We mm-hmm. we deal with health departments. We go crazy. We do all this shit, and it, for for somebody who doesn't know, who's never done a pop up, which I'm sure there's a bunch of listeners right now that have never done pop ups that are interested. That's why I kind of uh-huh. want to go down this road. But it's like, man, why would you want to do that? <laughs> 
Exactly. And you know what? Like now, now that that's what I do, like you said, for a living, it's like, man, I want to get out of doing Pop-Ups. I just want to <laughs> do catering. <laughs> you know, so, um, but man, I started originally, um, I started doing meal preps. Um, you know, okay. I used to go to this gym. Um, I was, um, oh, I guess that's a little bit about myself. I love going to the gym. You know, it's therapeutic. You know, that shit eases my mind. So, um, you know, I was going to this little mom and pop gym. And, um, you know, I found I, at the time I was I was only cooking for home. I wasn't cooking, you know, commercially or whatever. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I ordered these meal preps and um, I was like, man, this shit tastes terrible. Like this is the quality was bad, everything. So I'm like, you know, they're just boiling the meat or baking it, whatever. And that's what they're doing. And I don't like that. So. You know, I started offering my friends in the gym, like, let me do your, let me do, I'm not going to do your entire meal prep as far as sides go, but let me just do your proteins. And, you know, I, I, I I have this rub that's, um, there's no sugar in my rub. Um, so, you know, my rub was, I guess you could say, you know, health conscious or whatever. Now, Um, did you do that on purpose or did you do that, um, just for yourself? Uh, like creating that rub were you like i want to make sure that there's no no sugar because i was health conscious or were you like i just don't want sugar in it yeah at first i just i just didn't want sugar because i didn't want to i didn't want to i didn't want to have to deal with you know what if what if the shit burns and then you know yeah so i was like in the beginning i was like i don't i don't want i don't want any sugar i was i'm not a big sweet fan anyway so sugar was like it's not a factor for me um but yeah, so I started providing meal preps for people. And then one of my other friends, he um, he had a residency at a sports center in Anaheim. And um, he was like, hey, man, um, you know, I know you do meal preps and everything, but what do you think about doing an event, like being a vendor? And I was like, um, cool. Like, you know, I was like, OK, let's do it. You know, I didn't know the, the details of it or anything. I just thought, OK, cook, sell, go home. So yeah. that that's when I started, man, and it was like you said, a crazy journey. I'm like, this is hard, but I mean, it was it was profitable, and yeah, that's that's when I started doing pop ups. Um, yeah, about about two years ago. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy, and it's still crazy today, man. I, I mean, I still do pop ups, but man, like when like when you're looking forward to the pop up, it's like you got to have this checklist, like, and you got to go through it because at each pop-up, there will be always something that you forget to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's like, no, there's no other way but just, just to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, there's always something, dude. Like, I remember one time at a pop-up, I forgot my cutting board. So I ran to the store, man, I bought one. And um, then, you know, obviously that didn't happen again. But then it's like, where's my boning knife? Yeah. <laughs> then the, and then the next pop-up um shit like where's the i didn't get no extra trays i thought i had that on the list like there's always something it's, there's always you're, something you're like you're just, you just work. adding to that that checklist right yeah and you just work around it man <laughs> uh, you know we did um so we did we did a, an event and uh we loaded everything it was like one of our first ever events and like we loaded the truck loaded everything and like we get there and we go to start prepping and i'm like mm-hmm. we don't have I'm like we don't fuck up cutting boards Oh man, see, I like, thought I was the only one that did that. No, I'm like, dude, I'm like, fuck, no cutting boards. 
well, this was not this was not a commercial event, guys. So it didn't have to be done in a commercial kitchen. Um, this was for you know like a it was a big green egg fest. So mm-hmm. nice. I was like, shit, I need cutting boards. Well, we rolled into town at like eleven o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. What's open at eleven o'clock at night? Walmart. Damn near nothing. Yeah, Walmart, yeah. yeah. yeah Walmart. Mm-hmm. In the middle of nowhere, Indiana, Walmart's open. That's the only <laughs> thing that's open. So we like roll into Walmart. And of course we're like I'm looking at what cutting boards, looking at cutting boards. They have like no no barbecue guys cut cutting boards. And what I mean by barbecue guy cutting boards, all you guys know that um a little, you know, six by twelve cutting board ain't gonna cut it. You know, that's I mean? not gonna cut it. You know, you need those those nice big cutting boards. So the only thing that the only ones that they had were these cheap plastic ones, and I was like, "Cool, I'll, I'll fucking yeah. buy those." So I bought two mm-hmm. packs, and they they were dirt cheap, so it didn't matter. And there was like six of them in each pack. Well, I found out why there were six of them in each pack. You had to like double or triple put them on because my knife would like wow. I put one down, and like my knife just went straight through it. That's crazy. <laughs> and, well, <laughs> and Amanda at the time was like, "Did your knife just go straight through that cutting board?" I'm like, uh, "Yeah, yeah, it did." <laughs> <laughs> wow so we had to like triple put these like plastic cutting boards down just so like i could like cut so our knives wouldn't go through without that. cutting the board yeah <laughs> so i was like oh shit here we go but i mean it's, right. it's always something it's always something that you forget or it's something that you know you got to make sure that you have enough of and i'm i'm mm-hmm. crazy about it like i'm always like um bring you know you think you need two rolls of paper towels bring four um double up you think you need uh you know for like serving utensils you think you need you know 125 or 150 is going to be enough for the night uh because we're only there for three hours uh bring 250 Mm -hmm. you know because it's not like being at the kitchen where you can just go and grab what you have in reserve no this is what's there what's there is there Period. Mm-hmm. And when you're cranking, you can't be like, hey, guys, just give me like 20 minutes. I got to run to the store. Exactly. You know what I mean? It doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. And I mean, especially with the way you're cooking, man, with, with the way you're cooking on on, uh, on, on the Santa Maria cookers, um, you got to be attentive. You got you got to be paying attention to that, to that shit because if not, you're going to burn it or yeah. or your fire is going to go too far down and mm-hmm. your meat's going to kind of stall out and start really losing moisture really quick. Mm-hmm. That thing's a, that, that Santa Maria, bro, that thing's a baby, man. <laughs> it is. You, you that thing is a baby. Really, really, um, you gotta take care of it. And I think it's cool yeah. that your rub doesn't, uh, doesn't have any sugar. Now, does it have any sweetness to it? Um, no, I think, I think I would say it's more like savory. Okay. Um, yeah, not, not really sweet. Um, it has a little bit of a spice to it, um, just okay. because, you know, where, where my dad is from Indonesia, he yeah. he always cooks with spice. They they eat spicy food all the time, so that's just what I know. So it's like I inadvertently made it a little spicy, but I've never had any complaints about the rub being too spicy or, you know, to, um, or not not sweet enough. Even people yeah. who, because I don't because I don't serve I don't serve a sauce, um, so um like a traditional barbecue sauce so yeah. i've had a i've had several people say like oh there's no barbecue sauce and i'm like you don't need any with this one and when they tried 
I've, uh, I can, I can honestly say I've turned some non-believers into believers. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. We kind of, so, yeah. we do the same thing. We don't, we do all of our sauces are normally on the side and they'll be like, mm-hmm. do you have three or four different sauces? I'm like, no, we make one <laughs> house made sauce. This is it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you should really make more. And I was like, that's cool. Right. Exactly. I'll have you write my business plan next time. Yeah, I should. I'll, 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 I'll give you a call before I think about doing some. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm good. Thanks, bro. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it always does kill me when people are like, oh, I need sauce on my brisket. And I'm like, please don't. That just means, yeah, that just means you haven't had good meat, to be honest. Yeah, but, you know, they, in that, the, what, what kills me is they don't try my brisket first. Right, right. They just, they just want sauce it. right away. So yeah. then it's like... And, and, and I and I tell people that too when when um um when when I'm working with uh Meathead Barbecue uh Logan's company my friend's company yeah. we always say like um you know try the meat first and if if you want to sauce it you can but we suggest that you try it first yeah give it give it give mm-hmm. it its fair day in court right you know what yeah, I mean exactly. like give it give it its try. And then if you want to add a sauce, that's fine. Like, and then so there are there are some people that are like, man, I just I just really like barbecue sauce. And right, you know, right. And that's of fair, course. fair game, fair game. You really like mm. barbecue sauce, awesome. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell you not to not to do it that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. And exactly. You just, you just enjoy enjoy their kind of lack of pure barbecue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which I mean, <laughs> but I mean. It, it, maybe they grew up in Kansas, you know what I mean? And Kansas is very heavy, heavy barbecue or heavy, heavy sauce. You know what I mean? They, they, they like that sweetness. They like that candiness. Um, mm-hmm. So who am I to judge? Um, I just know like kind of the way that I cook my barbecue doesn't really need a ton of sauce. I know the thing that we struggle with is our chicken the most is getting people mm-hmm. to actually order it, not cooking it, but getting people to order it. Um, it's a struggle for me. It, it, it's weird. It'll sit mm. on our menu and people just don't order it. In in the catering aspect of it, we get we get tons of orders for it. But when it's mm-hmm. when it's just that like pop up base, man, I, I mm-hmm. don't even cook chicken for pop ups anymore because nobody nobody orders it. And you know, I, I've I've been experiencing that too. So I've been cooking less and less chicken. Um and I I think that goes back to just chicken being so accessible. Yeah, like, you know, you can you can go anywhere and get chicken, but you know, if you're serving, if you're serving brisket, try to pull pork and then chickens. Like, well, I can go get chicken some. I can get chicken anytime. Let me yeah. get these items. <laughs> no, I think you're completely correct on that. I mean, like, especially when you put it next to brisket, you know, pulled pork or tri tip or any any of those ribs. fantastic things mm-hmm. to ribs. Man, chicken starts to look a little lackluster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's the that's the last option right there. That's the last resort. <laughs> yeah, but like the weird thing is, man, we'd sell out of everything else. We'd still have like half a pan of chicken, and I'd be like, "Well, you got chicken," and they're like, "Yeah, no, it's all good." Right. <laughs> I'm like, "Damn, <laughs> damn, you you'd rather not eat than eat some chicken." <laughs> right, right. No, they like, don't want that chicken, man. They figure I could just go to fast food to get chicken, or I can get it up in the store. <laughs> but the funny thing is, the people that have had our chicken like beg us to bring it back. They're like, you're fucking but chicken be... so good. Please bring it back. Right. And I'm like, I, I they, I'm like, you're not at enough pop-ups. 
Exactly. Exactly. You know, like, to... I can't just bring it back because four people asked for it. Exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you just can't do it. I wish I could. Mm-hmm. Right. I wish I could. I mean, you know, the chicken is cheap. It's it's not expensive. It's fantastic. And, and it cooks fast. Yeah. It cooks fast. You know, it, it's, it's easy. Um, but... Hey, compared to those other items, it just it's not it's not selling as much. Yeah, so I mean, it is what it is. What what are you gonna do? You you move on and you you take chicken off the menu. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Now, are you when you're doing your chicken? Are you are you doing uh, chicken thighs or what kind of chicken are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing boneless, skinless thighs okay. um, for for the meal preps. Um, it's based on the clients. If they order chicken breast, then I'll do chicken breast. Um, but it's mainly boneless, skinless thighs. Now, what's your reasoning for boneless, skinless thighs? Um, they they cook fast. They cook fast. Um, and they, they maintain moist. a lot of. Yeah, they stay super moist. In the beginning, I I was cooking chicken quarters the, um, with the bone in and everything, and um, that. They were just taking too long, man. Uh, they were taking too long to cook. And obviously, with the bone still being inside, you can't really weigh out the product accurately. Correct. Like you yeah. Just, you, yeah, you're just giving away a whole drumstick and thigh. And, um, you know, you're selling it piece by piece instead of by the weight. So, you know, early on, I just moved over to boneless, skinless thighs. And it just, it was just way better, dude. Super fast. Like you said, moist and just an easy cook and it's and it's good you know it's 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 really good i mean there are obviously some people that prefer chicken breast but you know See, that's I only prefer, based on i prefer those thighs yeah same here man all day we do um <laughs> we do a barbecue brunch and we do uh smoked chicken and waffles oh man that sounds good and i actually so what we do is we i keep the bone in um huh. But the reason I keep the bone in is because the way that we do it is we smoke them mm-hmm. and then we cool them completely and then we use an air fryer to fry them. Hmm. So I find that the mo- the moisture content stays a little bit better when I keep that bone in. Oh yeah, definitely. Just because um, yeah. of the way that I'm just because of the way that I'm kind of manipulating that chicken. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, definitely. If you're gonna smoke them, yeah, with the bone in, that's that's perfect. That's great. And and people don't mind it. They don't mind it. Uh, with the chicken and waffles, they they, they fucking love it. Right, I believe <laughs> it, man. I mean, crunchy chicken. You know, mm-hmm. we glaze it with. Um, we put a, after we pull it out of the air fryer, we throw it on the waffle and then uh, hit it with a little bit of maple syrup. Just to give it a mm-hmm. little bit of sweetness, because I mean it's a waffle. You gotta have a little bit yeah, of fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and most people, I mean, it's it, when you when you go out for brunch, you're not you're not counting calories, and if you are, you're not, not. counting our brunch. Um, exactly. Because we ain't we ain't counting calories when we're doing it. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not at all, man. You know you you gotta you gotta enjoy enjoy life a little bit sometimes. I think the meal mm-hmm. prep thing that you're doing is super cool. Um, are you are you still doing thank that you, for thank people? You. Yeah, that's um, I, I do it on a weekly basis. It's um, that's awesome. Yeah, it's something that's um, it, it's really fun, man. Because it's like you get to 
you get to cook food that you know you get a you get to grill the food to where it's tasting good yeah and it's quality it's quality meat and then you're able to meet the nutritional requirements that they of want. athletes yeah so it's like you know you, you you're 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 giving these clients food that tastes good at the end of the day and it's and it's meeting their needs. And, now do you just do you know, the proteins to, or have you moved on to doing some of the sides too? No, I just I just do the proteins, man. Okay. Um yeah, I mean I'll like you know, for my sister, I'll do her sides, but um, you know, I I'll just I'll just stick with the protein. It's it's super easy and yeah. you know, I don't I just don't honestly man, I just don't want to have to deal with all the sides. <laughs> I just don't want to deal with it. <laughs> no, I get it. That that that's that's fantastic. Honestly, I think it's yeah. super cool that you're doing that. Um, I was just trying to figure out like, how are the client? The clients clearly are okay with that. They're like, hey, I'll do my own sides because the sides. I mean, most most clients are probably doing what like rice on the side or yeah. something that's not heavily um, involved. I know you know what I mean. Like it's usually the protein is what they spend the most time on. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I just, my goal is to provide them with the best tasting protein that's meeting their nutritional needs. And so far, you know, it, it's been great, man. Um, you know, each each order is specific to the person. So, you know, one one client might have four meals a day at four ounces per meal. And then, you know, I take care of that order. And then another client might have, you know, four meals at eight ounces per meal, which is a lot. <laughs> half a pound per meal but hey it happens and it's pretty cool man like it's it's, it's just fun dude just because i know that a lot of meal prep options they just don't taste good no they don't yeah because i've <laughs> experienced it I've, I've experienced it and it's like this is just honestly dude this is trash like this is just trash like yeah it met my nutritional requirements but like you said man we got to live dude like you got to eat something you enjoy like exactly what do they say the the best diet is the one you can maintain. If you're eating shit food, I don't know if you can maintain that. <laughs> no, I, I think I think you're completely correct because I think so many people will crash diet, and then they're like, "Man, I just my food doesn't have any flavor. Like, it mm-hmm. it doesn't it, like I'm just losing it." And that that's where you, they lose it. You know what I mean? Because they're like, they they hate to eat. Yeah, exactly. And what Where's you're doing these? is you're you're giving them a re- you're like, "Hey, this shit's good." You can look forward to actually eating it. You don't have to hate it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then it's like how many how many meal prep companies out here are offering USDA Prime tri-tip for their beef options? Yeah. Like, no, they're not. <laughs> so probably some commodity or USDA Select or something. Um, so it's like, nah, man, you're you're getting you're getting quality food. Definitely. And I do offer, I offer seafood. I do a lot of seafood. Um, really? I just, yeah, I just added, um, Santa Maria grilled salmon to my menu. I'll be, I'll be doing that, um, this Saturday at 818 Brewery out in Canoga Park. So, um, yeah, man, I mean, that's what I grew up on. I grew up eating seafood. I eat seafood almost every day. Um, so why not incorporate it? Um, like I said, just further creating the experience and the vibe. You know, I'm going to throw some grilled lobster tails on there, king crab legs, you know, shrimp. Why not? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. if if there, if that market's there for you, why not, dude? Um, oh, yeah. Out here, in, out here in L.A.? Yeah. Yeah, no, you definitely got that. Yeah, you definitely. 
you got a different market. You know what I mean? Like for me, it'd be it would not. Um, I'm not sure that it would go over as well, as well as it does for you. You know what I mean? Like I'd probably lose my ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely grateful for the demographic out here. Yeah, you got you got it, and shit, use it. Right? Yeah, Why exactly. Not? I think that's awesome. I think that's uh, super cool, and uh, man, I want to say thank sure. you for coming on the podcast, hanging out with us. Um, can you tell everyone where, if they want, if they're in the LA area and they want to find out where your pop ups are, how to how to kind of link up with you, how to how to do all that stuff? Uh, for sure, um, you can follow me on Will's underscore BBQ on Instagram, and that's where I post all my pop ups. You can contact me for meal preps, for catering in the Los Angeles area, Orange County area. Um, you know, this weekend, whoever's in L.A., this weekend I'll be at uh, 818 Brewery in Canoga Park from 1 to 6 on a Saturday. So, you know, come through. I'll have salmon, tri-tip, chicken, ribs. Um, yeah, so come out and uh, give me a follow and you can see where I'll be all throughout the year. I mean, dude, that sounds like a killer menu. Um I would Thank love you. to come out, but I won't be there Saturday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'll be at a couple of my own pop-ups, but um, that's right. You know, that's the hardest part. It's like, man, all these guys that do are doing killer pop-ups out here too, and then you know we're all friends, and then it's like, hey, dude, come to my pop-up, and I'm like, cool. What day is it? Oh, that's the day that I have my pop-up too. You should come. Yeah, to that's the day. You know what I mean? It always, always happens, man. It's crazy. So hard. It's mm-hmm. just hard to because we all work the same damn same day same day uh, same damn days. Mm-hmm. So, same days, same hours. <laughs> exactly, pretty much. So we, I like to end this podcast in in a nice, cool way. Uh, so, if, man, if you could go back to the beginning of your barbecue career um, and give yourself three tips to help shorten your learning curve, what would those three tips be? Uh, three tips. Um... Make a list of exactly what you need, <laughs> because in the beginning, it was just going to the store and walking around with a cart. <laughs> uh, so definitely make a list. Um, be strategic, you know, like dial down everything from how many sandwiches you want to serve that day, um, how many pounds of meat, how much pounds of sides, like really, really dial it down, figure out how much it costs to make everything. Um, because at the end of the day, this is a business. And if you're not if you're not um, taking care of the business side of it, then it just becomes a hobby. Um, yep. So, um, yeah, dial everything down, figure out the numbers, like do do the homework because um, it matters. And um, not that I was not that I was getting meat that was uh, subpar quality or anything, um, but definitely get quality, quality proteins because um, at the end of the day, that's what matters. Um Get, you know, spend a little more if you can. Uh, get the USDA Prime if you can. Um, get the organic chicken if you can. Um, it For me, it makes a difference. And, um, you know, in the beginning, I would buy, you know, stuff from Costco or Restaurant Depot that wasn't the organic ones or anything. But yeah. later on, later on, you start figuring out, like, just go the extra mile. It's worth it. It's worth it. Um, so yeah, those are those, those would be the three things I would tell myself in the beginning. Man, dude, those are some killer tips. Once again, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show, hanging out with us, chatting barbecue. I had a I had a fucking killer time, dude. 
Man, for sure. Thank you for having me. Thank Guys, you for everyone, me. go check it. Go check out his meat, dude. Go check out all, all his uh, his badass Santa Maria grills, his, his badass rigs. He he's doing some badass stuff out in LA. Um, if you're in the LA area, please go check him out. Um, if you're not in the LA area, if you're in the California area, drive your ass over and check him out. Um, <laughs> That's so, right. Well, dude, I want to say thank you so much once again. It was a pleasure. Hey, thank you, man. Thank you. Grateful.